Ghost Magazine welcomes in Art Alexakis of Everclear. How are you doing today? I'm doing well, man. I just woke up a little while ago. We're, we got a day off today, four days in a row, four shows in a row. So it's, it's really nice to have you Awesome. So glad you are here with us today. Congratulations on, uh, you know, over 30 years in music. Maybe 35 is probably the right number, but 30 Longer. years in world of noise. Longer. Yeah, but we're 30 years for Everclear World Noise. Thank you so much. For, for yeah. that, um, I'm very proud. We have a this tour is going well so far. I'm very grateful for having this, this you know, just for my life to be able to be a 60 year old guy and out playing rock and roll for a living. It's a blessing. Right on. Uh, listen, again, uh, three decades in anything is is a, an achievement. On top of that, we have this re-release that just dropped of the World of Noise remaster. I think this is not the first time this has been worked on and attempted. I, I, I understand the original World of Noise wasn't even meant for like a wide release, but it happened. And uh, I'm glad it did. That's how I found the band. It was, I think it was through like a CMJ sampler. Oh, really? Okay. <laughs> Yeah, Nervous and Weird cool. is how I found the band and myself back in the day, and uh, that's dating myself also. And yeah, man, the send the the remaster, the new remaster sounds amazing. So yeah, I mean, you've heard the stories and stuff like that. They're pretty much true. I I um, made a demo for four hundred dollars in trade and recorded every song we had, and that was uh, that turned into World of Noise, and I sent it out to. Music festivals like South by Southwest, send it out to North uh, venues in the Northwest to get gigs. I send it out to papers for people to write about, and it just kind of went crazy. People started following Portland, where we were from, and it just organically grew over about two years to where we got signed. By capital four, and um, and you know, the rest is kind of my story, history, history, and um, it, it's it's just been something that I'm really proud of. But I'm glad to say that you've been there from the beginning because "Nervous and Weird" is one of my favorite songs because I love it. I love it, the swag of it, and we uh, when I found these tapes, I found the original tapes. In, in storage, I thought they were gone, man. I, I seriously thought that they got lost. You know, the 25 weeks that I've done in my license since we recorded them. And we mastered them, and it sounds so much better than the, the master that our capital did. It's all really high end. This is so much better sounding. And we found all these other songs, and we found a mix that I had forgot we had done of Nervous and Weird in 2001. And I think it sounded killer to me, so I put it on the record. Nice. Yeah, the bonus tracks uh, make it even better. Uh, I think there's some really fantastic stuff there. Uh, I know some of these things have had a life on other albums in other forms, but there's a couple of, I think there's at least one brand new, completely new track no one's ever heard and a bunch of other alternate things that uh, morphed into other things. So yeah, really, really fun for the fans. Thanks, man. I think it's fun. I think it sounds, you know, just the audio quality is so much better than the original. So I'm, I'm really, I think it's a great magnet. The fact that it's out on digital now and fans don't have to look for CDs 
Nice. I know the, the vinyl world is upside down right now, so awesome to have some more vinyl to look forward to. Glad it came back. It's fun. Yeah, awesome. So much, and so much cooler to hold an album. <laughs> I know. I never thought they would come back. Maybe eight tracks are next. <laughs> I hope not. I hope not too. Yeah, cassettes are terrible. Not for I know people love cassettes right now. They're really not a good delivery system for music. They're not durable. They, and they're A-track horrible. Also. They sound horrible. But eight track, eight track. Actually, the quality. I mean, it was a bigger piece of tape, but just the the delivery system of how if you listen to a song and all of a sudden it's to an extract. It's horrible. Right. Not to mention they get worse over time. Vinyl, if yeah. properly cared for, does maintain so yeah really great and then i imagine you're playing some of these world of noise songs on tour for the first time in a while or ever well we're playing illusion makes good which we've never played before we're playing nervous and weird we're playing fire maple song and we're doing uh the uh doing one of the songs from um the bonus tracks one of my favorite songs we've ever done and we haven't played it in 30 years ah 25 uh called blondes it's called blondes it's just a grungy, grooving, chugging, power pop song. Right on. I know I know that, uh, you know, again, I, I'm sure people know the history. Everclear was not your first run at a, a label or the music business. That, uh, you ran your own label for a while. And even after Everclear, you ran your own label for a while. So I know you've always kind of had a DIY spirit, even when you got signed and famous. So yeah, I, yeah. I think it's interesting. Like, to me, World of Noise is a really cool time capsule of that time in the business. Like I said, samplers and CD samplers and industry events and things. And then you guys had like a lot of buzz before Capital. So I think that's really, I think World of Noise is a really interesting document in that time. Thank you. I, I think it's a, it's a document. It, it, and it was recorded to be a document. I wanted to see what we had because uh, we were slugging it out in the clubs and not really getting any traction back in 92. So when I had a chance to record for cheap to see what we had, that's that's really what I wanted to do. I didn't know it was going to turn into the, the beginning of what turned out to be my legacy. Who knew? <laughs> yeah, I just, I, I, I'm just, I'm just grateful to be able to go out and play these songs. And we're having a blast doing them. We're probably gonna play uh, uh, Virginia's Hand. We're gonna add that into the set. You know, we've got to balance a lot of the, the stuff from that album still with, you know, everybody wants to hear songs from Sparkle and Dave and After Bill and so much more. Songs from our movie. And so, we uh, last night I think we had our most complete set. And, uh, Pretty cool. Nice. Just really briefly, because I only have a couple more for you today. Yeah. Um, just thinking about songwriting, I hear definitely things that wind up sort of, re, you know, different little things that I think work their way back into your songwriting on later records. Do you think you were finding kind of what you consider the Everclear sound during the writing and making of World of Noise? Absolutely. I think it was defining. Um, I, when you say things from different things, I, I what do you mean? 
Oh, sorry. Yeah, that's not that's not vague at all. No, I just feel like I hear <laughs> musical things in the writing on the tracks of World of Noise that pop up later on later albums. Um, you know, just kind of different hooks and different types of things. Nothing repeated, but just the the the, the style is forming of what becomes the Everclear sound. I think on that uh, record. That, that's one hundred percent fair. And yeah, I think I think any writer as as you more fun you you have an idea of of what these musicians in this band are, are going to help your song sound like, right? And that's what that's going to sound like. But you still bring what you bring into it. And um, I, I think that, uh, yeah, I, I think that, like, we're working on a new song, Case in Point, called Year of the Tiger. And uh, that should be out later, uh, early fall. And um, just we're just going to do singles for a while every year do a couple of singles. And uh, it's, it sounds like kind of everyone girl, nervous and weird, you know, it has that kind of swagger and judge. Yeah, man, I mean, I, 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 I'm not reinventing <laughs> the wheel, you know? It's just, yeah, I think, I think you got, that's a good point. I, and I, I probably do that. Because I think it's those things indigenous to me that's still coming out that still have that attack. You know, I'm not a great guitar player, but I am. When other people try to play my music, they're like, it's not, it's way more difficult than it seems. Because I bring something to the attack of the guitar that other people. Nice. It's a thing we can get into another time. I have many thoughts on your your guitar playing. Give yourself more credit, my friend. But I would just say in closing, uh, you know, I, I thank you for helping me with my segue, which was going to be about new music. It's been a while since you've done a full length record. Do you think we've kind of moved past the full length record stage in the career at this point? It's hard to do a whole commit a record. For me, for me personally, yes, yes. I, I, I'm just tired, man. <laughs> you know, I. I don't, the idea of going in and recording and spending a year or a year and a half making a record, it just doesn't, it doesn't excite me. Spend going in and recording a couple songs a year and then maybe after about three or four years, put them all on an album, maybe record four more songs. Maybe, you know, right now I'm not really worried about it. I just, I, I like making new music. We like recording new songs and it's fun to just put all that juice into one song, you know, everything into that one song. And then six months later, you put all that juice into another song. It's a different way of doing it, but it's fun. I dig it. All right, man, thanks so much for hanging out with us. Please be safe on the road. We're going to link everything in the description, and I look forward to catching you this summer. Thanks so much great, for hanging out. Great talking to you.